got Erin Leslow with us, and she is going to entertain us and inspire us, talking about her journey from a professional and a personal standpoint, and also sharing some pretty interesting fun facts you may not know about a company called Del Taco. Erin, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for being on. For all of our listeners, could you please just tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're working today? Sure. So, well, I'm Erin Lovezo. I'm the Vice President of Marketing Technology for Del Taco Restaurants. We have 600 restaurants and recently completed an acquisition with Jack in the Box, um, another 2,200 restaurants. And I lead all things MarTech, so whether it's app or CRM, loyalty, things like that, my team. And when I say I lead, it's my team that does the amazing things, and I just get to be part of it. Uh, And then before that, I was at uh, the chief marketing officer for Marcus Hotels and Resorts and have a long career in hospitality, restaurants, working for Wingstop, the casinos in Las Vegas, Freebirds, Hathaway, MarTech Agency, and more. Wow. Wow. What an amazing, amazing career. And it all started out in Rockford, Illinois, right? Well, (laughs) we're going to say a suburb of Rockford, Illinois, a little town called Byron, Illinois. It's about a little over 2,000 people when, when I grew up there. Well, oh my gosh. So you grew up in this small town. And I understand that when you grew up, your dream was to become an actress. And that's how it all started with a big dream. What inspired you to want to become an actress? Um, Well, in eighth grade, my mother took me to see um, a bus tour to Chicago to see a show called Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. And I didn't know it. She told me, we're going to go see a show. It's based on the Bible. And I immediately was like, I don't want to go. And I was like, why are we seeing a show based on the Bible? Like, this doesn't sound exciting. And I didn't know anything about it. And after the show, I was just pumped. So excited. I loved it. I get in the bus and like, I, it happened to be with Donny Osmond, too, which I was fangirling over. And I was like, oh, Don and I are going to be friends. It's going to be amazing. And that kind of kindled my passion for theater. And then she took me to another show. And this show was the complete opposite spectrum. It was Cabaret. And I remember watching it and going, yep, I'm going to do that for the rest of my life. Why wouldn't anyone want to be on stage performing like that every day? Like, what a fulfilling job. And so in high school, I started doing as much theater as possible. Um, I went to Illinois State for theater, and um, part of it is learning all the different aspects of theater. And it wasn't until uh, I fell into marketing that I was like, all right, I guess I'm not going to be an actress for the rest of my life. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, So, you know, it's really interesting because You talk about how you were inspired at the age of eight on what you set your future career sights on. And I just think there's so many moments, especially for women when we're girls, that something transformational happens and it just inspires us and sets us off on our career journey. Do you think that's true for all women that something happens to them when they're younger? I do. And for me, it was a career that I ended up not going into. But what it inspired me to do was to get involved in community theater, which put me around a lot of adults, a lot of different types of adults. And um, they really brought me along, right? Like I was watching them and I was going, I want to do this. This was fun and this was inspiring. And they really took me under their wing. And while I didn't know exactly what my life was going to be, it was inspiring to help me grow and um, mentor me through those years, which can be extremely hard and awkward years for many kids. 
Oh, for sure. For sure. So what do you think shifted your interest from being in theater and being a performer to being in marketing? Do you think there's a link between performing and marketing? Because I mean, yes. really, in a marketing role, we're performing every day. Yes. So. Absolutely, there is. Um, so I did theater when I first, I, I worked in the box office supervisor and house management when I first moved to Vegas. And then I took a course that Caesars gave for managers, directors, vice presidents that came in um, as a house manager. And they said, you are a natural trainer, which training is like being on stage, right? You get to be on stage and perform and train and teach leadership development and engage employees. And like, what is not to love about that? So I joined the training team and that was my first step outside of theater. And then when the recession hit, they let go of employees um, as most companies did. And I unfortunately found myself without a position in Las Vegas uh, and Caesars, the great company they are, they said, what do you want to do? The recruitment team said, like, let us help replace you. Let's find you a new role. And I'm thinking like I could be a housekeeper. Like what else am I qualified for? And they said, what do you know about internet marketing? And I, I have the Facebook, right? Like in college, I connected the Facebook to my professors and my course schedule. And like, so obviously I know everything. Um, and they gave me a shot and I worked at the bottom. And so when I think about marketing and what it's taken, the same things that theater taught me, while it's not necessarily acting, well, I guess it could be the same things that theater taught me saying yes to things, not giving up, not letting rejection hurt you, right? All the same things you have to have, the, these skills you have to have to be good in theater are the same skills that I found helped me grow in marketing. And this idea that when someone said, like, do you want to take on this challenge? Yeah, why, why wouldn't I? Absolutely, I do. Same skill that's vital to having in theater, leaning into things, saying yes to things, right? There's a whole book called Yes And about improv. Um, being able, that rejection piece is so important, right? Being able to be like, I would audition for parts and they'd go, well, you're not fat enough or you're, you're too skinny. And you're like, how can I not be fat enough, but now I'm too skinny? Like, how does that even make sense? But I just wasn't right for the role. And that to be able to handle that that criticism or that constructive criticism is so important in my daily life as well. So um, it helps you grow. It helps you learn. Some of it you throw out the window. So all of those things I think have helped me in my marketing career as well as the leadership development and being around lots of different types of personalities and people because in theater, no, no one person's the same, right? Everybody's eccentric and different. <laughs> and that's Absolutely. the same in marketing. Yeah, it's it's so funny that you say that because I know you don't know, but I also had a background in theater oh. and I loved it. And I did the yes and. In fact, I will often do marketing presentations to other marketers that are up and coming and it's called yes and. And it really talks about when you're doing marketing, you have to use that same mental process of, of how to connect with your consumers. But what I loved about it was, you know, in theater, people were coming because they wanted to feel better. They wanted to feel happy. They wanted to enjoy something. They wanted to feel like they were a part of something. And I don't know about you, but I feel like marketing enables you to invite communities of people to be a part of your product, your service, your business, yes. and you work to make them happier to solve a problem they have, to bring them closer together with somebody or something based on your services. And I just think there are so many synergies, like you said, it's really great. You're telling a story just in a different way or with different tools. 
Exactly. Exactly. So would you recommend that up and coming marketers, because a lot of them are watching this show today, actually take a theater class or an improv class? Those are my favorite. If you haven't before as a way to get more comfortable with yourself and self-expression. I absolutely would. Um, Not only because I'm biased towards it, but (laughs) because it does teach you. Like I remember an exercise in acting class where we had to sit still and not move and let everybody stare at us. You couldn't talk, you just sat there. And you'd find very quickly what you're the most self-conscious about. The thing that you would go to cover or to, if you crossed your legs or moved, you'd quickly see what your body was telling you. And that's so important to how we present ourselves on stage or in front of groups for presentations. Um, And then from a marketing perspective and that yes and approach, which that's so great to hear that that you also have a love for it. It's that leaning in, right? I've been in brainstorm sessions where someone will be like, someone throws out an idea and someone's like, let me tell you all the reasons that's not going to work. And there's nothing worse than that person. And you're like, no, I don't think you've read the book. Yes. And like (laughs) this is you, we've all gone into those sessions where someone goes, there's no bad idea, but then someone still goes, well, I'm going to just tell you why it didn't work. Well, no, 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 no. That defeats the whole purpose of what we're trying to do here. We're trying to build off of ideas so that maybe, maybe at the end of this, that idea doesn't make it, but maybe what it leads us to does make it. And so I think theater teaches you all of that. So as well as just getting out of your own shell, right? And wherever you are, it teaches you to just take a step forward. If you're in the back of the line or the front of the line, you're taking a little bit of a step forward with a class like that. I love that. I love that. So you want to be an actress. You have your big opportunity with Caesars. It sounds like they really did give you a big break. And I find that with so many women that are on the show, they started out in their careers because somebody gave them a chance. Somebody believed in them at an early stage when, you know, quite frankly, they didn't know what they should be doing. And it it sounds like you got that too, which gave you your big opportunity but somehow you went from the entertainment business into chicken wings. (laughs) So what made you make that shift? Because at that point in time, it sounds like you took advantage of the rise of the internet and digital marketing, and were probably there as a thought leader and an early adopter of so many technologies. Did you want to try a different industry? Did you get a great job offer? What drove you to to that big change? So I went Caesars to MGM to Palms. And then I had two small little girls at home and we decided we wanted to raise them outside of Las Vegas. Not that there's anything wrong with raising your kids in Las Vegas. We just decided we wanted a little bit more like I grew up in Illinois. My husband grew up in Wisconsin. Let's maybe Midwest. We weren't sure. So I started kind of putting my feelers out there and I had a call from Wingstop and I didn't know Wingstop at the time, nor had I ever really had wings because they kind of scared me, right? Like, what if I eat a bone? Like, I don't know. Very different now. Now I love wings. But um, I talked to the team, and I will tell you, the reason I work for companies isn't necessarily the product. I always love the product, uh, whether I'm selling a Vegas room, a chicken wing, a taco, whatever it might be, right? A pair of shoes. Uh, But what I what I do it for is the people that I surround myself with to do it, right? The team that I get to work with, the group I get to work with. And Wingstop had this amazing family. Um, you said, do I, did I look at like, oh, I took, I, I leveraged this with the tools and the, the e-commerce and everything, the internet continuing to grow. I wasn't thinking about that. Like I never looked at it as, you know, I think that should be the next step or I never even second 
guessed if I should take the job. It became, I fell in love with the people. It seems like the right culture fit for me. Seems like I could do big things there. Let's go do that. And we moved to Texas. We had never even been to Texas before. So um, we took the leap. Now, I will tell you, in the interview process, I said to them, they said, what's your favorite chicken wing? And I said, I don't, I've never actually had wings. I don't, I don't think I like them. And they were like, okay. And I'm pretty sure that goes on like the list of like things not to say in an interview to a company that only sells wings, but they still hired me, which was great. And now I love wings and I fell in love with them. They knew they could convert me. So, um, at the end of the day, if you're a good marketer, you can market anything. It's not about whether it's a chicken wing, a Vegas dream vacation, whatever it might be, you're going to be able to figure out what makes drives a person and creates that behavioral or emotional response and drive it forward. Yeah, it, that's so great. And I really, I just don't think I know a single person, unless they're vegetarian or vegan, that doesn't love a chicken wing. So I'm going to go with you on that one too. True. <laughs> but things that we learn yeah. as we age. But, um, you know, you you mentioned that you fell in love with the people and the culture. And I was thinking as you were saying that uh, here at Daily Pay, I cannot think of an interview in the last three years where the person that I'm interviewing, whether they're senior, mid-level or entry level, hasn't asked me, uh, hasn't asked me about the culture. Right. It, it's a question that every employee is seeking out right now. How much of an impact do you think culture makes on the business and how important it is, is it for a company to find employees where there's a good cultural fit. I think that's huge. Um, and you, culture has lots of different terms. We coined it as like that interview phrase too, or like you have to have a company with a good culture. It could just be the people you surround yourself with, the feeling you get, the motivation that you have. A lot of places talk to you about like what fills your cup or what drains your cup, right? And if you have a draining culture or a culture of fear or a culture of um, just go, go, go all the time, you're going to drain it. And you're going to have employees that can't figure out how to fill their cups. They're going to be exhausted. They're not going to do their best work. They're not going to be the most productive. Guess when I'm the most productive? Guess when most people, studies show, are the most productive is when their cup is full, when someone looks like they're pouring into their cup too, when they're excited to come to work, when work doesn't feel like a, like they're like a, draining them where they have to show up and they're just so excited for the clock to click five. And I always struggled with those memes where people are like, yay, F it, it's Friday, right? And I'm like, yeah. I really like my job. Like, right, right. Like, yeah. It's yeah. not because I don't love vacation too, but like truly if you have good, good blend, it, it shouldn't be draining. It shouldn't be where you're waiting for the clock to click five. It should be productivity and excitement and energizing that you put into it. Yes, we've coined it culture, but people ask me that all the time. Where I work now, Del Taco, we have an amazing group of people we work with. And like truly, and I don't say this um, willy-nilly, but people leave their egos at the door and it's really about moving the business forward. And you don't find that everywhere. Like I can pick up the phone and call operations or finance or IT and they're just like, hey, what's up, right? Like that is such a wonderful atmosphere to be a part of because you know that you're all in it together. And those are the types of places that if and when I were to ever leave, I'd probably still be connected to those people, right? That's so important. So I do think it plays a big part. I think that um, sometimes people think the word culture means like, do I get like a gym membership? No, that's not culture. Culture is, does it fill your cup? Does it excite you? And it could be a combination of like, 
purpose and pride and all the things that you want to be proud of when you work for a company. That's great. Well, well, like you said, you never had a chicken wing before Wingstop. As I told you before we started our show today, uh, up until a few months ago, I never had Del Taco before because I grew up in Pittsburgh, New Jersey, and New York and never came in front of a Del Taco. But I was blown away that Del Taco sells you a taco and gives you French fries with it, which I just it, it really just blew my mind. Yeah. I, I couldn't figure it out. And then you blew my mind even more by telling me that Del Taco actually has amazing hamburgers, yes. which I now have to go back to California and try because I, I just am so intrigued. But what do you love most about your role and what you do at Del Taco today? Um, if you ask my boss, he'd tell you that I talk about tacos a lot. And I was like, do I? And I was like, yeah, I just love the fact that we sell tacos. I just think it's wonderful. Um, and when somebody asks me on the street, like, what do you do for a living? And people are like, oh, I work in finance or blah, blah. I tell them, I go, I sell tacos on the internet. And they go, what do you mean? And I was like, well, I work for a company and my job is all the e-commerce side, right? It's all the MarTech side. So I really do. I sell like my, I'm graded on whether or not I sell enough tacos on the internet. That's pretty exciting, right? Why wouldn't you love that? Um, I also think that, uh, working there and working with the people I have, we continue to, you can see how it does, right? You're making people happy. No one comes in for a taco and they're like, you know what? I'm really sad today. And this taco is going to make me sadder. No, like they're just a genuinely happy food, right? And I have a sign on my wall that says like, I can't make everybody happy. I'm not a taco. And that's so oh true. God. Like it's a hundred percent true. Like it's genuinely a happy meal, right? Not to be confused with the happy yeah. meal. Um, yeah. So it's just a wonderful, uh, a wonderful thing to do and a wonderful, um, I'm not a brain surgeon, right? If I don't do it exactly right, nobody dies. I get to test and learn. Yes. Yeah. No, I love that. I, I think that's great. And and that poster picture is epic. I kind of want one only because, you know, my, my husband and kids are obsessed with tacos in general. So it just seems like it makes perfect sense. But so you mentioned once when we were talking that, you know, everyone is an actor, everyone's a marketer. I say that all the time. I say, when you're the CFO and you come in with a financial plan, nobody questions the numbers. It may be the CEO or the board, but nobody else in the room does. When you're a marketer and you come in with a plan, everybody's a marketer and they all give you their yep. opinions and they all <laughs> tell you what you should do and how you should do it and why you could have done it better this way. But what do you really feel the secret to being a great marketer is? Um, <laughs> Yes. Yes. And yes. Uh, everybody is a marketer. Yeah. It's the hardest job. Um, that's funny. It's, I say this exact same thing. The secret to being the, a great marketer is, um, I think emotional technology, right? It's understanding the tools and how they work, but then the emotion and the behavioral, uh, aspects that go along with it and understanding the why, right? Simon Sinek talks about it in leadership, right? The why, same thing for marketing. What's the why behind why someone does it? Someone doesn't eat chicken wings just because they have to eat. They're not just like, well, I have to eat tonight. Guess I'll have chicken wings that, or tacos for that matter. They eat it because they crave it. And it's something that they need in their life. And then figuring out what makes it and what makes them look cool when they do it. And if the right packaging is around it, right? Like all of that, is what makes a good marketer, right? Understanding the why. Now, it's not enough to understand the why. It's enough to understand the why and then how do you actually implement it? Because I meet a lot of people who yeah. can tell me all the things that should be done, but they don't know how to do them. So you have to be able to do both. 
That's super interesting. And I think it makes so much sense. So when you when you went to school, did you get a degree in psychology or take a lot of psychology classes? Just theater. Any chance? Just theater. I did minor in Spanish for like a minute, but I was really bad. I got, I did not get good grades. <laughs> and, well, the reason I ask is, you know, you're talking about human behavior. It absolutely comes out in theater. You need to channel different people, different feelings, different emotions. I love all the improv stuff, you know, but also when you have a psychology background, it helps as well. My master's is in teaching my undergrads in psychology, and I really never expected my psychology background to play such a big role in my marketing career. So it's super interesting to me on, on the potential that you have. And especially in a, you know, quick service restaurant like Del Taco, you're serving the masses. Totally. Do you have any tricks for how to feel a personal connection with a massive group of people? Um, well, it depends on what industry, but specifically with tacos, it's understanding someone's order, right? So one of the things we did last year was we rolled out Delia Rewards, and Delia Rewards is our loyalty program, but we wanted it to not be just a cookie cutter. You earn points and can redeem them for just this one thing. So not only can you earn points, but you can level up tiers, and with each tier comes status along with it that unlocks new things, and then you can redeem them for tons of different things because you might like something different than I like. So why would I force you to only redeem for one thing? There's other um, restaurants out there that they go, well, you can redeem for this one thing. Well, not everybody likes that one thing, right? You want to. So it's like getting one step closer to personalization, right? Not to say that we're by any means there. And just that idea that we can start to understand what people do like, right? Because you, like over a a vast amount of our menu is... um, I don't order my taco the same way you do, right? So we, right, right. I order it with extra sour cream or I want extra sauce on the side or I want my guacamole on the taco, not on the side. So everybody modifies it. A very, very large amount of our menu is modified by the person. And so being able for them to save that so they can reorder quickly versus having to modify their order through the drive-through or um, by hand every single time is really important. So that's a little bit of how we do that. But again, every industry is different, how they can can cater to the masses while still giving that more one-to-one relationship. Such great advice. Well, I loved our conversation and our journey today, Erin. We went from Illinois to the theater, a little bit to the Bible, over over to (laughs) Vegas, which is the opposite, I think, of that. Um, And then into chickens and tacos, all in the span of, of just a few minutes. It's been super inspirational to talk to you. It's always so great to hear somebody's story and find parallels that match with yours. For all of our listeners that are you know, looking for how to shape their career or what to do with their career moving forward. This is such a great conversation for you to re-listen to and know that you have to rely on yourself. Maybe take a theater class or an improv class. It will really help you. I can, I can vouch for everything that Aaron said on that. And then just lean in and follow your passions and just know that there's a great path out there for you. So Aaron, thanks for being on the show. And because we are stepping up. We always talk about shoes. So tell me when you go to work selling tacos, what you love doing the most, do you wear taco slippers? Gosh, I wish I did. Um, I do not. I wear, so if I'm at home, I'm usually barefoot sitting like Chris, what they call crisscross applesauce. When we were kids, we called it Indian style, um, in my chair, just working away. When I do go to work, um, 
either flats or heels, but I have some that I like, but I don't wear them as much anymore. Now I'm usually barefoot yeah. and grounded, focused on just driving, driving sales with my team. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks again for being on the show and hope to have you back Thank soon. Thank you. Mm-hmm.